0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Mike Malarkey, Titans coach, (laughs) which is sort of both funny and not funny. (laughs) Malarkey? Yeah, explained their interest level in Colin Kaepernick because, of course, Marcus Mariota injures his hamstring. You would think if there was going to be a place for Colin Kaepernick, it would be in a place where there's a mobile quarterback. I mean, it seems like every single week, Marcus Mariota is running for a touchdown. But instead, they've got Matt Castle there, who is this statuesque bum as their backup. And then they just brought in Brandon Whedon, who looks like me,
1: basically, right now. (laughs) I mean, he
2: looks really out of shape. You see him in these pictures? He looks really out of shape. Those are old pictures, man. No, no, no. Him and Titans stuff. (laughs) Those were Photoshop, man. Oof. So, anyway, this is Mike Malarkey talking about if they had any interest in Colin Kaepernick.
3: I'm not aware if there was no. but I know he has no, you know, it's not familiar with our offense. I know TJ Yates had uh, some experience with it in Atlanta and with us for a couple of weeks, and that was about it.
4: <laughs> Come on, Mike. ain't got no experience with our offense. And Matt McGloin does, yeah. Matt Barkley does. All these other guys you brought in are considered they right. do like, really
2: like you do, Mike, but you're not gonna play quarterback right, right? yeah like that's what I don't understand is bringing, yeah. you tell me he's that so you're you're telling me Colin Kaepernick is that football dumb yeah. in your mind that yeah. you can't bring in this yeah. guy. And have them learn an offense. Right. And also, you know, there's a couple of times where I've seen Marcus Mariota, like, not really pay attention to the offense and then just go and run.
4: Huh. Which is
2: what Colin who, Kaepernick would who do. Who can't
4: improvise like that? Let me see. TJ Yates, uh, Matt McGlowan, Brandon Whedon, Matt Barkley. I mean, it's mm. comical now, isn't it? It's got to the point it, where it's comical. They, they, they've run out of excuses. TJ they Yates. Yeah. Uh, he's familiar with our offense. Gosh. Brandon Whedon's familiar with our offense, really? Come yeah. on, man. And Rashard Matthews plays for the Titans, a wide receiver who lost a, a brother. He lost a sibling in Afghanistan, and his father was uh, in the Marines for a long, long time, and he's one of the athletes that continues to kneel and says he would continue to kneel until the grand Bertha apologizes for his comments a couple Fridays ago. And he played with Colin Kaepernick at Nevada and says he talked to him about a week ago, and the guy's in great shape, ready to go, but – yeah, you're right, Coach Malarkey. He may not pick up our offense. Okay.
2: I mean, yeah.
4: When you say stuff like that, do, do, I mean, does Mike Malarkey understand that how he comes across? It's not his call. It is not his call. This is coming from the front office. It is not his call, and we know that his hands are tied. The front office. But just will not stop allow him. with. I wasn't aware of any interest in him. No. Yeah. Just stop there, yeah.
2: as opposed to the T.J. Yates knows our offense. T.J. Yates.
4: It's Everyone a, has been served notice. No way in hell you're going to sign Colin Kaepernick.
2: Christian, He's the
4: martyr of the NFL.
2: Right. Christian Ponder's a guy that I, I don't have a lot of love for. Um, <laughs>
4: what well, you got against Christian, man? Well, he
2: was just another one of those guys that the Vikings drafted who was supposed to be the next great quarterback and just
4: stunk. Went way ahead of what a lot of us thought he should have gone right. as far as being a first-round pick. But I have to give him a ton of credit here. Mm-hmm. I really do.
2: So he was speaking at the Liberty University convocation, mm-hmm. and Liberty is isn't that the Falwell
4: yeah place? yeah that's that's their their, their right. joint the Jerry Falwell yeah. place.
2: So he was speaking there, and, and he said this:
5: with my faith going to the NFL, you know, I, I honestly like I would think, hey, if I if I pray, if I get in the Bible, then I'm going to play well on Sunday. You know, that was kind of like my faith. Like I was using God for myself. Like God, you know, is that's how he works. And, um, and what I realized was my faith was so up and down with how I played because when I played well, uh, I was like, hey, God's awesome. If I didn't play well, it was almost like I blamed him for not playing well. And, uh, and obviously that's not how that relationship works at all.
2: Finally, someone blamed God for stinking in sports. <laughs> I've been waiting for this my entire life. Where's the person? Because every time you see a yeah. team win, thanks to God, calm my nerve. You never heard anybody say in a post game news conference when they lost, damn, God didn't like me enough to have me play well. Yep. God liked the other guy more <laughs> than me. There you and, go. And this guy, I can't believe that I am praying. God plays favorites right and yeah, nobody's yeah. ever said until now Yep, christian ponder finally admitted that he used to when he stunk with the vikings would say damn god yeah why'd you make me play like crap yeah. god yeah, <laughs> your fault oh thank you christian ponder yes now Our he new says favorite he, he says he doesn't do that anymore doesn't blame god for bad things oh but he did once and he admitted <sighs> that he did that's all i need too late can't right. take it back I mean, I've seen a couple comedians do this bit, but, you know, the, when someone, like, let's say Luis Severino leaves the mound after that performance in that first inning mm-hmm. uh, the other night and then, like, points down as opposed to up, you know, <laughs> like, that's what I want to say, you know, like, damn devil. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you know, he got a guy walks off the mound. You know, like Pedro Martinez pointing up, and there's Severino pointing down. <laughs> Man, you got me this time. <laughs> ah. <laughs> At least Ponder was consistent in this one. You know, that would be funny. Uh, so, the a viral video that went around on Sunday was of Jay Cutler. Now, the Dolphins and the Saints. They played his game in London, which I still stand by, is the worst half of football I've ever watched in my life at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. I've really – and if it's not – if I'm forgetting something, okay. But in my memory, this is the worst half of football I've ever seen played. So during this half, Jay Cutler is doing his role in a wildcat formation where he's out – split out as a wide receiver – and he's, he's hanging out. Yeah. He's, he's lamping. He's just chilling. Yeah, he's, lamping. he's lamping out there. You know, he's loitering. He's got his hands on his hips, and he doesn't move. So Jay Cutler was asked about this naturally, and uh, this was his response to it.
3: Uh, it created quite a buzz, but that's what they told me to do. Um, sit there, don't get hit, don't touch anybody, don't move. And I feel like I executed that one.
5: Ha,
4: ha, ha,
2: ha, these same reporters who were probably crushing him nonstop for that, just you know, as soon as he explains himself,
4: well, yeah, don't get into the action, don't get hurt, don't touch anyone, but you can fool them. somewhat. get in a stance, yeah. and
2: act like you're going to do something, They look like you care. Yeah, uh, Adam GaSe defended Jay Cutler's laziness.
4: Yeah, as soon as he steps forward, they can knock the. I won't say it, but they can hit him. If he steps back or doesn't move,
3: now you're looking at it, different kind of penalties. Until you go through it where a quarterback steps off the ball and starts working downfield and then you watch one of them get blasted, you know, I got a little experience, so I kind of know what I'm doing.
2: Oh, okay, so getting defensive. How about not having him out there at all then? Oh, if you're so concerned about him getting hurt, I mean, do you really need to? What the hell's the point? What's the
4: point of this damn formation? He's just going to stand there with his hands on his hips. Well, and, and, and Adam Gay said if he steps forward, you're right, if he steps forward. But they could have hit him. They can come across the line of scrimmage and hit him. Right. So that point makes no sense. Like, and, and 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 just how about just getting a stance with your arms dangling and act like you're going to run a route. You don't have to run a route because you may pull a muscle, but pretend like you are. That's it. Yeah, just act like you're doing something. Sort
2: of like I I compared it to when an outfielder doesn't run back at all on a home run that is clearly a home run. Yeah. Where you just just stand stand there and
4: you look as it goes over your head. Your pitcher is upset with you because you made him look bad. How do you make him look bad? You threw the ball, pitcher. I mean, come on. They don't like that. I
2: know. They hate that. They want to see you move a little bit. You know what I really... I'm upset about is that Jay Cutler didn't get an opportunity to broadcast for Fox because after seeing Tony Romo's excitement, I think that Jay Cutler's indifference would Mm. match Tony (laughs) Romo's excitement. Like,
5: wow. Totally
4: the antithesis of what Romo is.
2: Got a third down
5: here, man.
4: (laughs) And like, like, dude, anything could happen.
5: (laughs) Seriously. Like, they could get... They could get the first down, or like they could not. Like they'll probably like punt. I guess. Like where? What yard? What's the yard line? Where can I see that? Yeah, they'll probably punt. Right, they're probably <laughs> gonna punt. <laughs> <sighs> oh, there it is. Yeah, they're gonna punt. Told you. I'm just like Romo, man. I told you I was gonna have the fourth down. They're gonna punt.
4: That would be so great if he did that.
5: Jay, what'd you see on that play?
4: Um, I didn't
5: see that play. <laughs> I was not paying attention. <laughs> so if there's a replay, that'd be cool. Do we have a replay? we do replays here or what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wouldn't that be just absolutely... That would be yeah. great. Like he, they do the shot from the booth. He's just in a t-shirt. He doesn't dress up at all.
4: Sandals. Just chilling. He's got a grill next to him. <laughs> i didn't see it because i was checking on my burgers over here dude <laughs> like who wants cheese <laughs> anybody <laughs> yeah so camera four you want cheese <laughs> 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 oh you know he would be terrible at that. that'd be so fun i think we sounds were... like a movie skit man we gotta do that yeah I mean, <laughs> he, he
2: we've been denied that that whole thing hopefully he comes back to the booth after this whole experience is over and he totally okay. sucks um, because that's going to be – we get Romo again tonight, primetime Romo. Ah, he gets that's an hour of him. Yeah. Well, you'll. I told you to watch both. Stop ah, I'll it. I don't watch both. I don't know why you have to all even say Yankees. that. All Yankees. All Yankees. All okay. Yankees. All right. Sorry, so I won't so, watch yeah,
4: them tell, tell me how the football game
2: Well, that's what I'll do. How about this? We'll make a deal. You watch all of the baseball game. Okay. And I'll watch all the football game. Boom. There and then, and well, then we, 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 we won't watch each other's thing, and we'll just tell each other about what yeah, happened. Yeah, right. No, I can't do that. Why not? Well, because I gotta be watching both at the same time. What you do? Come on, gotta get it together. Uh, Terrell Pryor, who he's not had a great season. Even though he caught a touchdown pass on Monday night, uh, he has not had a, a great season whatsoever. He's a guy I really thought was gonna bust out there with Washington this year after the year he put together last year with the Cleveland Browns. So there was a heckler situation, and there was a video that was put out and someone was calling him names, and then you could hear on the video like Ohio State sucks, and you could hear other stuff on the video. But then Terrell Pryor said that the reason that he responded so vehemently to the heckler on his Instagram, he said, being called an N-word several times to the point where an NFL employee had to step to me and stand by me the whole game from the second quarter on is the exact reason why guys are kneeling during the anthem. I choose not to kneel because as a team, we decided to be one and stand. But as I walked in the tunnel, hearing someone call me N-word and say blank you to me, me flicking off the mm-hmm. person. That's right. I should have mentioned that. he They have him on right. camera giving the finger. Right. Me flicking off the person is more deserving. I do apologize to my teammates and the organization, but at some point you keep calling us the N-word. We're going to start acting up.
4: Hashtag
2: yeah. straight like that.
4: Straight like that. Uh, it, it's interesting. Those who would... Deride the athletes who are kneeling, the athletes who are kneeling because of injustice out in the real world, are hurling racial epithets at those athletes. Uh, square that one for me, okay? I'm sitting here telling you I'm not getting a fair shake because of the color of my skin, and yet you think it's cool to hurl racial stereotypes and other things at me you're proving my point you idiot and you proves this proves another point these guys aren't seen as they're not looked upon as humans they're not looked upon as anything other than something in which to entertain you with that's you're an object that's all you are. You're here to entertain me. You sit down, shut up, be quiet, and entertain me. That's it. And outside of these lines, these these boundaries on the football field, I don't have anything else to do with you, and here's how I really truly feel about you. That's what the guys are protesting right there. And yet these idiots who are, are saying that th- these, this, this is wrong, you, you, you don't love America, you should leave America, and your protest – has no validity, bull. These folks who are yelling these vile comments at these players, they're proving the validity of of, of their stance right there. Uh, And it's just stupid. And I'm glad he did what he did. And and he's right. It's going to get even worse. Keep yelling those type of things and see what you get. And and there was a great tweet yesterday, man. I think it was Jeffrey Wright, the actor Jeffrey Wright. He's talking about how you can amass. You got people defending the gun culture and amassing all these weapons so they can ward off the government if they come after them so you can do all that and go and stockpile ammunition and all this stuff because you're afraid of the government but yet someone kneels and protests because their interaction with said government they're wrong i mean that's the duality of the world we live in there's always been a double standard and and so it's just ironic that you'd have someone yelling at terrell Pryor and others and calling them those nasty names and yet that's exactly what they're protesting makes no sense. Have fun with that transition. Yes, here's the truth. I was just dropping some truth on you. Many of you have simply had it. You've struggled with pain long enough, and you want what I wanted a 100% drug-free answer to your pain. For my answer to pain after professional career in football, yes, of course, I'm talking about relief factor. But the really big news is that anybody struggling with pain can lure or even eliminate their pain with this wonderful product. My problem was pain throughout my body, neck hurt, back hurt. Knees hurt. All that good stuff. Started using Relief Factor over two months ago and immediately saw a difference in my pain. It was gone. That's right. It was gone. Maybe you'd like to play golf or tennis again without pain or take those nice long walks again. Or how about sleeping through the night again without pain? Neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee pain can simply be awful. Here's what I suggest. Go to relieffactor.com. Order the three-week quick start. A super value. That's right. They're going to give you a super value at just $19.95 so you can see if it will help you like it did me. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. You're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Got Jim Bowden coming on. Are we calling him? Yeah, I'm calling him, and he uh, texts me back. He will answer. All right, no, I just really? want to make sure because did Nikovich text I you back? Sneak in this call or not? Uh, Bubba's in California. On Bubba, CBS Sports Radio.
4: Those a lot. What's, What's up, up Bubba? Bubba? Good morning, guys. I love you guys. You know that. No, you back, dog. All right, uh, Jonesy. <laughs> hey, you're supposed to be on our our KMBR. We've been looking for you for a couple of days in Sacramento. What's up? Oh, I was?
1: Yeah, uh, they've been
4: broadcasting you supposed to come on the show. Oh, um, uh, my bad. I did a tour yesterday with CBS PR from over on the television side. Maybe they screwed that up. Yeah, Carmichael Dave and uh, Katie. Oh, yeah, I like Katie. And they love you, man, and they disappointed you This show. My so, bad. Hey. That wasn't on me. That was on CBS PR on the television side. To get... And I know the Jolie's not like that. And they've been clowning you for two days, man. Oh, oh really? They clown me? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they gonna, dang. They're they going to bust your chops when they hear from you. Oh, well, I don't oh, think they're going to hear from them. That's so wrong. <laughs> okay, guys, I
2: love you. All right, hey, Bubba. Love is mutual. you too, Bubba. All right. Carmichael, Dave, and
4: Katie. Yeah. They're upset. Well, why'd uh, you screw I, this up? I didn't up? do that. I, I... called... Or they set up the calls, and they called them and he said, piped me in. He said two days in a row. Damn. So two days in a row they messed this up. They screwed that up. I mean, what, so it's not your fault. You're no saying. way. I had no control of this. Okay. Sorry, Carmichael, Dave, and Katie. <laughs> we were on school.
2: their show, too. I know. In, Love in, their show. In person. They're we great. were there.
4: They're great. Yeah. Except for the one, I can't remember if it was Carmichael or Dave, that someone was talking to him in a little spittle came from the other person's mouth to his lip. <laughs> and he left it there. God, what? No, what? they shared that conversation with me. I don't remember that. That's disgusting. No, they shared it with me. They were asking me, what would you do in that oh. situation? Oh, no, you got to wipe and it off. Thank boy. you. And one, whoever it was, was embarrassed to wipe it off. That's gross, isn't no, it? You like, can't. dude, you just sprayed on me. That's gross. I think this interview is over. Bye. Yeah, I don't seriously. want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Well, you got to make this right. I'm going <laughs> to... Let's call him right
2: now. We'll do call the interview him. right now. Yes,
4: Call him, Mikey B. <laughs> we can do it at 840. All right. All hey, right. Hey. We're going to call him.
2: Hold the last segment yeah. of the show will be Brian doing an interview on that radio station. How about
4: that?
1: <laughs> Good?
4: Yes. So I can lay out for a little bit. Yeah, you need to rest. I mean, you have a eye. tough week. You got to get ready for your... You know, uh, Andrew Bojik. Hey, <laughs> <whatever your> <laughs> <Greg. laughs>
1: hey, Andrew. <laughs> epic beard. <laughs> epic hit from Diamondbacks reliever Archie Bradley. Doesn't he look in- like and-
4: Conor McGregor?
1: Archie Bradley? A little, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. As
4: McGregor? They, we
2: don't all look the same, man.
4: You should, well, <laughs> hey, it's becoming increasingly difficult to distinguish one from the other. Oh, I'm is I'm just it? saying, yes. Go get him, Connor. <laughs> I'm highly offended by <laughs> that. You, you shouldn't be. I dealt with it for years. We got over it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Connor.
1: <laughs> So Archie, How'd that work
4: out for you, Connor? The reliever
1: had a two-run triple in the seventh inning of the NL wildcard game, but why was he hitting in the first place, manager Tory Lavulo. I didn't have a double switch available, and I knew I wanted to throw more than one inning, so it was, it was the easiest solution, and be prepped for that moment, and it was it was a highlight of the night, no doubt about it. Lavulo on Fox Sports Arizona after his team finally knocked out the Rockies 11A. Bradley allowed two solo homers in the next half inning, so the Diamondbacks needed a two-run triple from A.J. Pollock in the bottom half in all they hit four triples the most in a playoff game since the 1903 Boston Americans the precursors to the Red Sox so now Arizona moves on to an NLDS game 1 at Dodger Stadium tomorrow night the Red Sox and Astros begin their ALDS in Houston at 4:08 Eastern this afternoon Justin Verlander Chris Sale on the mound it's Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer as the Yankees and Indians play their game 1 in Cleveland At 7.30, Week 5 in the NFL begins with the Buccaneers hosting the Patriots on Thursday Night Football, 8 Eastern on CBS. Rob Gronkowski, a surprise addition to the New England injury report yesterday, questionable with a thigh injury, but is expected to play. The Minnesota Lynx are WNBA champs, taking the fifth and decisive game from the Sparks, 85-76. That's their fourth title in seven seasons, and hockey's back. Here's Matthews to Marlowe's scores! Holy mackerel! What a play! Patrick Marleau
5: makes it for love!
1: That's Joe Bowen on Maple Leafs Radio. Marleau, two goals in his Toronto debut after 19 seasons with San Jose. Those Sharks losing at home to the Flyers, 5-3. Connor McDavid, all the offense and the Oilers, 3-0 defeat of the Flames. And the Penguins raised their Stanley Cup banner, then lost to the Blues in overtime, 5-4. Guys... All right, Bogus, Thanks. Join us right now to talk some baseball postseason it is Jim Bowden,
2: MLB Network radio host and former general manager in baseball. Jim, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you?
0: Well, good morning. I'm doing great. You can't ask for a better start to the postseason with those, both those wild card games where, in both cases, there was a lot of drama. In both cases, the best team won.
2: Yeah, it was very, very exciting, no doubt, but... If you had your druthers and you could say, I want a game to go one way or another, would you rather see a 2-1 game, one nothing game, a couple of great pitchers going at it, or what you had last night between the Diamondbacks and the Rockies?
0: That's uh, a great question. I actually love both. I mean, I'd love to see the Verlander-Sale game coming up today. Ending in a one nothing game, I would love that. But I got to tell you, as much as I love that, I love seeing these, you know, a twelve to eleven game with with the with the runs seesawing. So yeah, I love both. Jim, you can't
4: live, love both, man. You got to pick one. Come on. No, I can
0: love both. Absolutely, I can. <laughs> that's, that's what that's I say. So great about baseball is you have a completely different <laughs> script every game. Do you think
4: you can chalk up the the, the, the amount of runs we've had, especially from these first time starters? Gray last night and and Severino uh, the other night for the Yankees, to the pitchers just being too jacked up, too anxious to get out there and, and trying too hard?
0: Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I don't think everybody always realizes you get an elimination game. There's never more pressure than that. And Luis Severino and John Gray in their entire careers have never pitched in a game like that before in their life. This is their first time. And it's kind of fascinating when you go back and look at the last 12 wild card winners the pitcher with the most experience won most of those games. I mean, it's it, absolutely so. Yeah, I think the pressure is there at a level that is really hard to describe. And the other thing that's really cool about the wild card games is the fans are mostly the, the home field fans. We're going to get to the LCS and the World Series, and we're going to have a lot of marketing people. You know, it's it's going to be, you know, 60% your fans. It's really spread out. But in these games, it's your home fans. So, It's loud, there's nothing like it in sports, Uh, there's nothing like an elimination game, but as a player, you're a young player and you have that kind of pressure, I don't think there's any question that Severino and Gray both felt it. And where we saw it wasn't velocity. These guys both had their velo, but neither one of them could command or control the baseball in the strike zone. And that, to me, has more to do with nerves or being there for the first time.
2: If you're Joe Girardi, when do you pitch Luis Severino next, and how nervous are you for that next outing after what you saw the other night?
0: I actually feel like he'll do better the next time around. So I'm really not worried. I mean, you look at his body of work this year, only Corey Kluber and Chris Sale had a better year. I mean, it's unbelievable the numbers that he put up and the stuff that he has. I can argue that his raw stuff is as good as any pitcher in baseball. That's how good he is. So... Yeah, I think I'm sure he's embarrassed what happened. The good news is his team picked him up and won anyway. So, yeah, I expect him to come back and pitch a good game. Uh, Game three, game four, I don't think it really matters uh, because he's only going to pitch one game in this next series. So I don't think it matters where it fits. I think Joe's got to figure out better home, better road. um, You know, how is it going to fit better in the series for them?
4: Tito Francona is saying, Corey Kluber, game two and possible game five start. What do you think? you think he should go game one?
0: No, 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 because here is what we know. He he can only pitch two games in the series. So let's work backwards. What game do you really want him to pitch? Game five, right? If it comes down to an elimination game and it's two games to two, you want Kluber on the mound, so let's work backwards. Now, I would prefer game one and five normally for most pitchers. I'll give you an extra day. Um, That's normally what I would pick, but Corey Kluber comes out and says, I want to go on my normal day. I feel like my routine is perfect. And I and I just want to make sure that I'm on routine. Well, to me that you answered the question. You're pitching two and five, and we'll figure it out from there. Um, and then I thought the big question was Carrasco game one or Bauer game one. I mean, I probably would have gone with Carrasco game one, but I understand why he's doing it. Bauer wins his game. Look at the position Cleveland's in. They got their best two pitchers pitching games two and three, puts them in a really solid position, and they'll have their ace in game five. So I'm okay with it. I was a little, my eyebrows went up a little bit. Uh, but it was more about Carrasco than it was Bauer.
2: Gio and Jones, Jim Bowden on CBS Sports Radio. You can listen to him on MLB Network Radio and, of course, former general manager in the league. If you're Brian Cashman and you're looking at this team that you built this year, and I know you went out at the deadline and made some deals, but it's sort of the perfect situation for growth for this team because you're running into a team that's won 34 of their last 38. They were in the World Series last year. If you win this series, it's spectacular, but if you don't, you got to be really, really satisfied with the the way the year went. Is that what he's thinking in your mind, or is that how you would think if you were in the same position?
0: Well, if you're in that position, all you're thinking about is winning the World Series right now, and then when the season's over, yeah, you'll rationalize it as you just did. I, I think Brian Cashman did his best work of his GM career this year. I really do. I mean, I think when you look at the, the trades he made to get Gregorius and Castro and Hicks, just dominated – those trades, lopsided in his favor, all of them, to watch the development of the baby bombers, the Aaron Judge, who's this generation's Babe Ruth already, Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino, uh, just phenomenal watch their development, to bring in veterans to help them win, like Matt Holliday and Todd Frazier. And then most importantly, when he got to July, to be able to make that deal that brought in Canely and Robertson, that got them the wild card and that gives them a chance at a World Series. Without that trade, we're not having this conversation. He has built one of the best bullpens in baseball. This, this bullpen is now as good as the Royals was when they won the World Series. So they got a shot against Cleveland. Sure, the Indians, on paper, are the best team in baseball right now. I get that. I'm going to predict that they get to the World Series. But I've got to tell you, the Yankees are good enough to beat the Cleveland Indians because that bullpen can literally shut down any lineup in baseball. So if the Yankees can be tied after five, got a real shot at beating Cleveland in this series. And being a short five-game series, we all know anything can happen, and they have historically. So I love the job Brian Cashman has done, and as you point out, a lot of money coming off the books the next two years. If he wants to trade for Giancarlo Stanton, if he wants to, a year from now, try to sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, if he wants to play an Otani this offseason— yeah, he's got plenty of money to do it and stay under the luxury tax.
4: Well that leads into my next question. If you're there with the Marlins and a new ownership group, Derek Jeter included, what's your first order of biz?
0: Well, I mean, personally it's not gonna be to trade the outfield. This is the outfield of Giancarlo Stanton, Marcelo Zuna, and Christian Yelich is the best outfield in baseball. There's not an outfield in baseball that has a better OPS than those three guys. They're all young. They're all in their prime. It's a core to build around. If you can figure out a way to build a starting rotation, this team will get to the postseason really quick. Um, It's a better team than people think. They have a great leadoff hitter in Dee Gordon who led the league in stolen bases again. They have a great young catcher in J.T. Ramuto that people don't know. They just don't have any pitching. You build a rotation in Miami in the next two years, you can get to the postseason in the next two years. That being said, I don't think that's happening. Every indication we're having is that they need to cut payroll. They're going to try to make this team uh, work on the financial books. And if you want to make this team work on the financial books, that means Giancarlo Stanton will be the first order of business, and they'll try to move his contract, sit down with him, figure out what teams he'll approve and waive his no trade for, and try to work the best deals they can. I hope that's not the case, but every indication I have is that's where they're going.
2: I know the Nationals haven't won a playoff series. I know the Cubs are the defending World Series champions, but I'm still very, very torn about this series and and who I like in it. How do you feel about it going into it?
0: Um, I like the Nationals in this series, um, if Scherzer's hamstring's okay. Um, Three of their starting pitchers will end up being top five Cy Young this year. How many times can you say that? Uh, Only elite starting rotations can say that. So Scherzer, Strasburg, Geo. And even Tanner Roark since the all-star break. They've got the best starting rotation, one to four, entering the postseason. Um, that's how good they are. The bullpen, after Mike Rizzo made the deals at the end of July, the bullpen led the National League in ERA. Sean Doolittle was reliever of the month in September. He's been lights out. So you got the rotation. you got the bullpen to match up against anybody. And then Bryce Harper's going to be back. And whether he's effective or not remains to be seen. But even if he's not, you've still got Murphy, you've still got Zimmerman, you've still got Rendon, you've got the speed of Trey Turner, you've got ridiculous power up and down the lineup. Uh, this Nationals team's a better team than the Chicago Cubs team is. Remember, even though the Cubs are basically the same team we saw last year with Davis replacing Chapman and Jay replacing Fowler, the fact of the matter is the starting pitching isn't what it was a year ago. Um, we don't know about Arietta's hamstring. Uh, we're, we're waiting to see on that. Uh, Hendricks certainly has pitched well lately. Lester had a good start Saturday, which was a good sign. But, you know, the pitching's just not what it was before. So I like the Nationals in this series. I won't be surprised if it goes to four or five games. I don't think it'll be a quick, easy sweep. But this year, the Nationals have a better team than the Cubs do.
4: I'm not what I was before either, Jim. So count me in that number. both sox Astros. How does that play out?
0: I think it's going to be a better series than people think. I think it's going to go five games. Um,. I'm going to go Houston here. Um, I think their lineup is deeper, 1-9. to nine. Their bottom third of their lineup as the best OPS of any bottom third in the sport. They grind up and down the lineup. Great blend of, of young players and veteran players. Tuve and Correa can carry you, uh, but you've got the veterans like McCann and Redick that just seem to get it done. I love Verlander, Keuchel at, at the top of their rotation. If Verlander can beat Sale, Houston's going to win. Um, this series, but I, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think it's a better series than people are giving it credit for. Boston has a, a team built better for October than the regular season. Um, they they can beat you with the speed and their defense. They have a great bullpen with David Price in the pen that helps them a lot. I think he and Addison Reed getting to Kimbrel. Uh, the question for the Red Sox, and I'll say it's the same thing with Houston. Uh, what's going to happen with Game 3 and Game 4 starters for both teams? Uh, those could be really high-scoring games. So it's, I think it's going to be a really, really fun series between the two. But I'm going to go chalk here. I've got Houston uh, going to be facing Cleveland in the LCS, and I've got Washington facing the Dodgers in the NLCS.
2: How much did last night's use of the pitchers from the Diamondbacks change your mind about how they were going to be able to handle the Dodgers in the series?
0: Well, they handled the Dodgers in September. I watched them sweep them. Uh, they had a better record against the Dodgers head-to-head. Um, and so, you know, they believe they, could, they can beat them, and they can. I, I love the Diamondbacks lineup. Diamondbacks lineup can beat you. That's, that's the bottom line. If the Dodgers can live up to their record, um, the key's going to be Darvish and Hill. To tell me how they pitch. If they, if they pitch well, they'll, they'll go on. Um, I love, again, Arizona. They can beat them. They can grind. They can score runs. I just wonder, um, again, is their pitching going to be deep enough to handle the Dodgers? We'll have to wait and see.
2: Jim, love your work on MLB Network Radio. Listen to you a lot. We appreciate the time this morning.
0: Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, you.
2: Jim Bowden, former Major League Baseball general manager, now an analyst. All right, coming up next, we've got someone joining us on the phone who is none too happy with Brian Jones. It's Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: On our Geo and Jones Twitter account yesterday, there was a couple people complaining that Brian blew off a radio show and they were excited to hear him on a particular show, and I didn't think much of it because, quite frankly, I didn't care. Um, but, but then today, we get a call from somebody who says, Brian, you let me down. I was waiting for you to join these guys on KHTK Sports 1140 in the morning, the drive, with Dave and Katie Christensen. And you weren't there. What happened so, to the other guy? Well, it's Dave. That's him. So Dave and Katie. David and Katie. There was another guy. I don't know about the other guy, but Dave joins us right now to give us his side of the story. Dave, good morning. Thanks for joining us. On behalf of the show, I apologize for Brian. What is happening?
3: Hey, first off, good morning, Gio. It's an honor to talk to you.
2: Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate
3: it. No, I'm just here prepping the show. We we go on at 6, and... uh... Listen, we have Brian on a couple of times, and he's always great. And, and you know how it is. You're 35. I heard you mention this earlier. You've been around When When affiliates listen to national shows, usually it's mostly the host thinking about how they could do a better job than the national guys. Sure. We're actually really big fans of you, and, and we will oftentimes quote the show, reference the show, et cetera. So we have a great relationship with Brian, who comes on occasionally, and he was going to come on, uh, let's see, Tuesday, I think, at 7 Uh, nothing, didn't know what happened. That's fine. And then yesterday uh, at 7, you know, we pre-promoted. He he was coming on right after Dan Fouts. It's going to be awesome. Nothing. So we we asked him a couple questions and uh, played cricket sounds. And, And then it actually gave way to a really good conversation about shopping cart etiquette in stores and how to not block the lane while you're getting something out of the frozen food section. So it ended up okay, but, you know, I know we're just a tiny affiliate out here but but we care and uh you know our, our fans were a little sad that's all no biggie.
2: So who did you I guess schedule this interview with? It wasn't through Brian directly, was it?
3: Uh no, we uh, no, we don't get his phone number. No, we <laughs> you, uh, you want it? I can give it to you. it's 51. Oh, hold on. <laughs> he uh I don't know, it was CBS PR through one of our producers. I I don't, it's never there's never been a problem before. But now all of a sudden this week, we just don't know if we we pissed him off or something. Dave? You
4: know, I don't, <laughs> D- yeah? Is it not an honor to speak to me anymore? Oh, no. You're cool. Oh, well, you, you <laughs> salutations. You didn't say a damn thing about me. I'm sitting right here. Well. I love I love how you open with, where's the other guy?
3: The like CBS guys. The other guy, well, that was a budget cut. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brian, but, don't worry about me, bro. I mean, we've got, we've got, we've got
4: the, the man code. The one you need to worry about is Katie, uh, who, who is Kate, really pissed. Kate, hey, there, there is no distance between – there's no space between me and Katie. Our relationship is solid as a rock. Always has been. Well, I don't know about that, Brian. I don't oh, know. Damn, Katie, oh, Katie, oh, Katie, do it. Katie, 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 <laughs> Katie. I, I
3: need a written apology, like I'm a woman and my feelings get hurt really bad. I am not Cam Newton, Katie!
2: <laughs> hey, Damn you know close.
3: Told me on the, you know what Brian told me on the phone yesterday? He said he, he kind of laughs when women talk about radio. <laughs>
4: yeah. He did. I've heard that. What yep. the hell she talked about? How she get a mic?
3: <laughs> well, hey, I just
4: won't talk routes with you, okay, Brian? That, that, we, we, we talk everything else, girl. Yeah. Uh, listen, <laughs> I have no idea what happened, and you just said it, Dave. CBS PR on the TV side set all that up, and they screwed up Tuesday because we're sitting here, and I see the Joe Rose show down in Miami tweeting about me coming up today. No, I'm not. and And, and I had to... Call CBS or, or text them. The, the person in charge say, "Why are they saying I'm coming on the show on a Tuesday when I'm not scheduled to come on till tomorrow?" And so I, they called me yesterday. We do the whole radio tour, and it was from nine thirty to ten thirty, and I was done. So I I don't know what happened there. Oh okay. <laughs> That's so oh you're not buying yeah, that. Day.
2: Easy, just, no, it was just a long convoluted answer. I think it bored everybody. So how are you oh, going to yeah, fix it? shut up. No, <laughs> no. I mean it was just, So convoluted then answer. and then a Monday and then a Tuesday and then they called and then all right, enough. Uh, so how are you going to oh, ma- sure? How are you going to fix it? We're fixing
4: it right now. Ask me a question. <laughs> no, no, no. What do no, you no. want to know? Right. You have got to give them a full segment on their show. Oh, they cap- they're taping this. This is going to be a full segment. Yeah, what do yeah. you want to know, Dave, yeah, Katie? I-
3: I honestly think the best way to fix this with you, uh, you know, whether advertently or inadvertently flaking out on our show for two days is for us to do a mildly entertaining segment on your show for the last 10 minutes. That,
4: that <laughs> Boom. There you go. All have right. that. And I think about you guys all the time. We always have big fun. And I was actually watching uh, HGTV a couple weeks ago and they were doing some house hunting and, um, in uh, Sacramento, so I thought about you guys are outside of Sacramento. I, I, I some dude won the lottery. They have that show, the lottery winners, and they help them find a new home with all their winnings. And I, I, I would think I was thinking about you. Does
3: okay, that help? Well, listen, we we love you. You know that. And honestly, if you want want a quick solution, we can do this right now on the air. Come on. I think I think the easiest solution. Geo, what are you doing next Tuesday at seven?
2: <laughs> uh, you don't want you don't want me on. Tuesday. Uh, not next Tuesday, Tuesday anyway. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want me. On.
3: We can talk about bad gambling beats and not working out. Yeah. You know. okay. Yeah, <laughs> so you don't you know want then have me know. on because
2: that sounds like my wheelhouse right there. <laughs> well, um, I appreciate all the kind words, and it's very, very nice of you to say, and you're right. There are a lot of people who can't stand the national radio show guys that come on uh, before their show, and it's very, very nice to hear that stuff. And anytime you need either one of us, we will gladly pick up the phone and join your program. Always. I promise you that.
3: You see that, guys? With all the talk of radio news and this and that, and mergers and business, you know what? It's nice when a huge national flagship show and a tiny little syndicate can reach out to each other through the magic of airwaves and make peace. I, I feel good now. I'm gonna go do my show.
4: You feel whole again? Well feel half again. I mean <laughs> my Kate. teeth still work. Katie, you okay?
5: I'm good, but hey, Brian, my last day
4: is tomorrow. I'm just going to be focusing on the King's reporting, so oh, I'm going to miss you. Oh, no. That's why I'm so sad. Oh, damn.
2: It can't... was farewell week, and you blew it off. Uh,
4: I did not oh, blow
5: yeah.
3: it off. Yeah, yeah, my she, convoluted she... answer told you what happened. <laughs> nah, I don't believe it. She made you a cake and everything. But now, you know what? The next time when you flake out in three weeks, you can say, what happened to the other girl?
4: <laughs> Dave, that is amazing. They make different cakes up there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, in they? California. Oh, yeah. the, yeah. the weed. It, it, <laughs> yeah, they make good cakes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Katie, congrats, I think.
1: Thank you. Hey, I'll, I won't be getting up at four in the morning, so that oh, is something to congratulate Girl,
4: you good know. for you. And Dave, so it's just going to be you solo? I'm like the DeMarcus Cousins of sports radio. I can't, no, I, I can't
3: work with him. You
2: can't coexist. Co-host killer. Oh, no. All right. Well, Thanks, guys, guys. All, all the best and uh, be in touch, right? All right, fellas. Take care.
4: All right. There goes Dave <laughs> and Katie from great, The man. Drive on
2: KHTK Sports
4: 1140. I and, love going on that show. We have so much fun. No, they,
2: they sound great. And really, it's, yeah. it's, it's a mutual respect there because I know you tell me about them all the time when you get the radio tours that you actually do. Through CBS Sports Radio. Mikey so. B
4: will tell you when we do those radio tours, I make sure and see that Sacramento's on it, are always there. I thought he was joking, he still might have been about the it's an honor thing. They were just doing that to take us. No, stab they at love you. our show. But I guess he really was being that nice. He, I, I was laughing
2: sa- because I thought he was just taking
4: Every it. time we go on there, they talk about how much they enjoy this show, the wow. lead into their show there locally. Yes. And we're we not, leave an impression, man. Yeah. Or like that rash. At least somewhere. Like a rash? We like a rash. good rash. The good kind. The, good, good, the kind good you want to scratch.
2: How is yeah, there a good it feel rash? It scratch. No one's ever had a good yeah, rash. Yeah, sure you have. Someone show up to a doctor and be like, ah, oh, it's a good rash. It's a
4: good one. Just keep scratching it. Feel good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I love that poison suma, <laughs> Sumac? Sumac. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> poison, poison suma. <laughs> yeah. I'm rubbing off on him, too, right? Yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess so. <laughs> we'll call him up today, man. I should. Mike, if you give me a no. Katie's oh, last on. day. Damn, Katie. They're always leaving me. Katie so Christensen nice. on the uh, the drive. Oh, yeah, on the drive. She doesn't have to get up at four anymore. Man, mm. Dave's just like, I can't
2: imagine. that Dave had two co-hosts. Now it's just him, just him. In a morning show. Maybe he's a rash. No, it sounds like they got along. Maybe I don't know him from problem. a hole in the wall, but, mm-hmm. but it sounds like they're getting along. Sound I don't think. That's got to stink for him. So morning shows are not supposed to be done by one person. It's no. Supposed to be like a team on yeah. a morning show. Yeah. You know, it's
4: like a team. Wish I had some team members. Yeah, hard to find. No, we're turn. we're a
2: great team here. Are You kidding me? Yeah,
4: we, we are. are a
2: phenomenal team.
4: Bogish and Mikey B and Pete. I agree. It's a great yeah. team. All for one, one for all. Team that can't be beat, won't be beat. Right? Why are you? Yeah. I. Why are you trying to like? Huh? Minimize our I'm team not. atmosphere here. I'm just, yeah. Weirdo. So? I know I am. What are you? Uh, lethargic, <laughs> overweight,
2: <laughs> depressed, hungry all the time. You hang in there, Johnny. All okay. right. You're good enough. Hey, thanks to <laughs> Jim Bowden, Dave and Katie from Sports 1140, Mikey B, PDB, and Bogus Jockalone. Talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.